2: 3-3. As it is 3-3 in the curling. USA is probably going to win. Canada sucks at curling, man. I don't know. It's supposed to be the best at the world. I don't know what the hell you guys do, but you suck. All right? So uh, I didn't put a lot on it. I just want a little recreational bet because I don't trust you. But it's 3-3 uh, right now. All right, we're breaking it down in the late night hours. The big E, Eric Cohen. We'll step up and in and uh, kick it uh, with us. So as I was saying, if you think about it, so, like I said, I'm just using 75 as a good example, right? And, well, you know, it's kind of a, an age, etc. cetera. So, 75 years old, right? So, they tell you, always oh, sleep eight hours a day. If you slept eight hours a day and you live to 75 years old, think about it. It's eight hours a day, 24 hours a day. You split it in three. You slept 25 full years of your life. You, you were asleep. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't know how I learned this or why I thought about this or whatever when I came up with this, but I can't, I realized this when I was a teenager, all right? I used to be in a band and stuff. I started touring when I was 15. So I you know, I, I, I never really slept a lot ever, ever, you know ever in my life type of deal. My parents weren't around much, you know I mean? I was like, I went to bed when I wanted to. Like even when I was a kid, when I went to school, I used to go to bed at like 2 a.m. Like I used to listen to talk shows and stuff. So, but I mean, it kind of it's kind of mind blowing if you've put it like that, right? Think about it. So you live 75 years, you slept eight hours a day. It's like, wow, I spent a lot of time in bed. 25 years, 25 years. So think about it, I've just shaved it. So if I live to be 75, if I live to be 75, And I'm sleeping on average about four. And I'm going to say more five. I'm not really four. Four sort of is like will mess you up. you get a little bit more than four. I'm more of a five guy. Like I said, I'm more of a, you know what I mean, five, you know, 5 a.m. to 10 type thing, 9.30, whatever, four and a half, five. I'm so used to it, I wake up. Like even like, you know what I mean, I won't, I don't sleep for like eight hours or anything. You know what I mean? Like it won't happen. Like I just wake up automatically type of deal. My body, you know, once you set your routine. But think about it. If you cut it down to four hours, and it's, I, you know, some people will say it's not healthy. Well, you know, it's, it's messing with this and doing, messing with that, you know, you're not sleeping. Whatever, not healthy. What you get run over by a bus tomorrow, for all you know. Who knows? All right? You could choke on a Cheerio. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? You know, like a Bob Saget, you could fall and hit your head on a kitchen counter. You know, a lot of things can happen to you. Right? So, uh, you know tell me uh, trust me i know a lot of people that slept a lot and died still like <laughs> you know what i mean like a lot of people oh you gotta sleep oh man, my because like, sleeping is gonna avoid death uh, that'll help you it's like yeah whatever dude i just prefer that's why i don't don't fight it embrace it enjoy yourself listen to the show right now it's the late night hours this your this your routine it's your habit you embrace it i've realized that i used to get mad and would be like man it's the sun's coming up and i'm not asleep yet this is like frustrating Nah, just ride it. Enjoy the, you know, hey, you saw the sunrise in the morning. Right? Trust me. When we're all really old and we're, like, unable to do anything, we'll be thinking back, man. You know what? I had a good run. Right? As opposed to, well, I slept eight hours a day. A lot of people that sleep eight hours a day get screwed over in this world anyways. Trust me. Giving you real advice tonight. (laughs) And winners. Level three. This is Sports Rage. I am RNC. The Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Let's do this thing. The big Eric Cohen will step up and in in a couple of moments. We've got some uh, overnight curling going on right now. USA and Canada locked up at 3 in the fifth end in uh, China, Beijing. Uh, But it's All-Star Weekend, and we already got our action in on over uh, 3.19.5. I saw somebody in the chat tell me. My apologies if I don't remember your name, but shout-out to you. We're going to get this. Let's get it. Uh, we got the Rising Stars Challenge. We'll get you the rosters uh, once again before we're done because this thing's actually coming up here. So we got Team Isaiah at plus 170, Team Barry at plus 260, Team Peyton at plus 300, Team James Worthy uh, plus 350. And considering that, whatever, this is a random Rising Stars tournament and it used to be a game, but they split it into four teams, anything can happen. So I don't see how one team can really be that much favorite over another team, even when you look at the rosters. Right? So Team Isaiah is the favorite, and they're a good team. Uh, Precious Achua of the Raptors, Desmond Bain of Memphis, Sadiq Bay of Detroit. Uh, Anthony Edwards is on the team, but he's not playing. All right, he's not playing in this one in the Rising Stars. I want to confirm this for you, but I saw that he was scratched. Uh Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, Jaden Hardy and Isaiah Stewart. That's all good, but you look at Team Worthy, we're getting plus 350 with Team Worthy. They've got uh, Cole Anthony. They've got, let's get Giddy with it, Josh Giddy. they got the, they got Jalen Green, speaking of the G League at night. They've got uh, Tyrese Maxey, and they've got Jalen Suggs. It's a pretty damn good roster for an All-Star game. alright In a game, these kids are just going to run and gun it. It's not a bad roster that they have right there. They're all pretty good. Um, they're all pretty good. Now, I don't see that... I know LaMelo Ball is not playing. He was supposed to, but he's now in the real game. I want to confirm if Anthony Edwards is in or out of this thing. I probably, We'll get to the bottom of this before we're done here uh, tonight. And if you're just joining us uh, right now, we were talking about the MVP, the All-Star game. And, man, Kobe Bryant won the MVP four times. LeBron has three of them right now. You're telling me that LeBron doesn't want to get the four? And, oh, yeah, where's the game? In C-Town. LeBron James, plus 650, wins, the most valuable player. If not, it's our boy, Damara Rosen, plus 1,400. Compton, late night anger management class. This is sports
1: rage. Vent your rage. Bring it.
0: The late-night anger matchbook class continues. This is Sports I am David Moretz. We're throwing it
2: down. Let's do this thing. Let's bring in the Biggie Eric Cohen. We're kicking it old-school, HSR-style, TSN edge in the house. Eric Cohen. Always a pleasure, Cohen. How you doing tonight? Uh, doing great. How are you, Gabe? How was uh, how was Super Bowl for you? How was it like being down there? Well, you know what? It was uh, was a it was a great week. It was a great week. It would have been a better week if Odell Beckham didn't get hurt. No. Uh, early yeah. in the game uh, like he did yeah. because I loaded up on his props, but we had oh. him to score the first touchdown of the game yeah. at nice. plus 900. When it was all said and done, no, we had an awesome time. We had some great yeah. guests on Media Row, uh, but I wish the game would have went over the number, and we brought it up earlier in the week. I don't believe in ifs and buts and candies and nuts and all that stuff, Cohen. You know, the score is the score. It is what it is, but the game would have went over if Odell didn't get hurt. It completely killed the flow. Oh, and, and, I mean, no- Not only does does the game go
3: over, but the Rams probably win going away, to be honest with you. I mean, the Rams had about five or six drives before that final drive with Cup where they just couldn't get anything going because they really had nobody other than Cooper Cup who was making a play for them in the passing game. So you lose Odell Beckham, they didn't have a number two guy step up. And that really, I mean, that that Beckham injury, man, oh man, that affected everything. You talk about the total, uh, the spread. All the Beckham props, uh, the, the whole flow of that. I mean, fr- Cooper Cup probably doesn't win Super Bowl MVP. It's probably Beckham. Beckham was having the better game before he got
2: hurt. Yeah, you know, it was crazy. I actually jumped in on Beckham to t- to win the, the most valuable player because he scored the first touchdown, and I yeah. cashed that. I had him any touchdown score. But then they were moving the ball code, and yeah. I tweeted, listen, if he scores another touchdown here, that's the front-runner right now. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? He was already sort of the early front-runner, and then uh, and then he goes down. But um, speaking of going down, we've all seen the poor girl go down off the stage in Los Angeles, and yeah. Matt Stafford was really um, – like, basically, the moral of the story is going, if you ever get, get hit by a car, you better hope that Matt Stafford's not the guy there that's crossing the street at the same time, because he's not going to ask you if you're all right. Like, no. talk about, like – just sort of like coming across coming across like a jerk <laughs> and, I, and have I, everyone I, hate you right I, away. Way to go, Stafford. I don't think he could have looked any worse than Matt did in that
3: video. Um, everything from like the facial reaction, like, oh my God, and then just walks away and like sort of chuckling about it. I mean, the girl like fractured her sp- her spine i mean she's in the hospital it was a horrible fall and you saw stafford's wife kelly and
2: her reaction she's like oh my god oh my god help her help her and, and she was just worried about her cell phone cone because the girl had her cell phone that fell and that's right. the worst part the girl was asked to take a picture of them by by their both name kelly so kelly yeah. kelly stafford asked the, the, the photographer kelly she oh. handed her the cell phone she can you take a picture of us and then she um, falls off the – yeah, uh, and, of course, right. now the Rams are paying. Yeah, because, you know, because of Matt Stafford looking like a jerk-off. That's why you got to pay now. <laughs>
3: yeah, I saw, I saw the GoFundMe pretty much right afterwards. It was doing really well. I haven't seen anything in the last couple hours. The Rams said they're going to pay for all the uh, hospital bills and her cameras because I guess she's a camera woman. Yeah, cameras so got cameras
2: smashed cameras. up, yeah, both are cameras. <laughs> we should start yeah. a GoFundMe for all the people who lost money on the over the game too. What about <laughs> us? <laughs> You know, I'll, can I volunteer myself on the GoFundMe as
3: well? I know, but
2: uh No, well, you just started. I, I'm a I'm a better and I lost on the over. Help me out. If the, Odell didn't get hurt. Uh, I,
3: uh you know what though, I, I, I like I mean I, I like Matthew, obviously, and it's funny because Matthew's been, you know, ever since winning that Super Bowl, it's all been about is he a Hall of Famer? Everyone feels so good for him. It's been like nothing but like, you know, butterflies for Matthew Stafford, then this happens and uh, you know, his just his his everything, his demeanor couldn't have been any worse than what it was after she fell. I mean, it's one thing he goes, oh, my God, someone help her. But I I understand he's drunk. I mean, Tom Brady's tweeting him to mix in a water, which I found was funny. But, uh, you know, like, you you just can't act that way, whether you're drunk or sober. You got to show some sort of compassion or empathy. And he just sort of laughed it off. And it was a pretty serious thing.
2: There's no turning back either. There's no saying, well, I didn't see it. Like you know what I mean, like, so, wow, well, you know what I mean, or I thought I thought that you know what I mean, like, because you could basically state that, well, I don't know, like you could put it this way, Cody, if you're standing on the stage and you're on the Rams or whatever, and you're like fifty feet away, and you look over and you see someone go off the stage, you'd sort of be I don't know, you'd figure you'd be a little concerned, like I hope she's all right, but you sort of figure, listen. Other people are dealing with it. You know what I mean? Right. It's not really like it's not my job and you know, see other people are dealing with this. I see there's there's paramedics over there with them. If you're Stafford, you are right in front of her. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, it's- like, like that's basically someone falling off the Grand Canyon and just like oh, 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 oh and just sort of you know walking away. He said, it's interesting. I don't know if it's going to affect his Hall of Fame vote, but well, <laughs> I mean, it's other, something that people will never forget. No, the thing that makes Matt look even worse, too,
3: is what happened with uh, with Jalen Hurts in Washington, right? When the guardrail fell and all those, um, all those, you know, it was all the, I think it was the Washington fans, right, that all
2: oh, fell? Oh, that's true. He, he saw, he came back. Are you guys okay? And then he took selfies with them. Yeah. <laughs> Like he was checking on all of them making sure everyone was fine he like and then not only did oh, he, he do even that, went online you're right after and said you guys need to do something about your stadium it's dangerous yeah like that's right he he tweeted that he was
3: worried for the safety of all the people that fell and everything so Jalen Hurts does such a commendable honorable thing and then you know Matthew does this and it makes it even worse like you said that the girl was taking a picture for Kelly Stafford and Matthew still had reacted this way not a good
2: look at all. Well, not to mention too, and I don't like getting into people's personal lives, but Kelly Stafford always is so public about everything. Yeah. Don't forget, Colin. Remember she sold tickets in Detroit on StubHub? She did. Giving them to charity, (laughs) like (laughs) her giving them away. She sold them. She do that. But then she ripped on the um,
3: Rams fans for selling their tickets to the 49ers week 18. And she said that basically if you're a Rams fan, do not sell your tickets to 49ers fans for that NFC championship game. So yeah, a little, a little bit of a uh, hypocrisy.
2: Yes. <laughs> a for Kelly irony, Stanley, irony hypocrisy, not to mention, let's not forget. She hit a Niner fan in the face with a pretzel earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, in San Francisco. Um, she's, she's always saying crazy things on her show and complaining about stuff. So, right. uh, you know, it is it is it is what it is. Um, they're lucky that they haven't been sued yet. And I'm sure that, you know, I brought it up earlier. That I'm, I'm not a lawyer, but.
3: Well, I don't know. I don't know if they can. Can they really sue the staffers? Because she's the one. That,
2: it wasn't like. No. no one t- she felt. But, she. she it was a rams parade it was a rams built stage you know what i mean right. how come there wasn't a barrier how come there wasn't like you know what i mean a warning all this you go i don't think so i think she just wants new cameras and stuff and listen put it this way code the fact that the rams are publicly saying hey we got this we got this there's a reason for it <laughs> right? yeah. they got this but the
3: but kelly the camera girl's gonna have to sign a few papers before they got this yes. right
2: well, that's that's a good point, too. Yeah, we're going to cover your medical expenses, but you can't sue us in two weeks after
3: this. That's right. We're going to take care of you, but you're going to sign this that you don't come after us.
2: Exactly. She, she might be better off not taking the medical expenses. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Yeah, you're right. Well, it's something to think about. You know what I mean? Like you know, like, like I said, put it this way, Cole. People have been sued for a hell of a lot less. Uh, I'll tell you that. <laughs> if, People if, have sued for a hell of a lot less. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so— uh, you know what? We're up against it uh, here. I want to get into uh, a little NHL uh, futures with the big e ERA code because there's really not all that much time left. We don't have to wait that much. There's a bunch of plus money as far as the NHL player uh, awards are concerned. But speaking of futures, we're going to start talking uh, college basketball uh, futures uh, a lot. And the Michigan Wolverines—they uh, were actually pretty hyped coming into the season uh, this year, but they got—they had injuries. They got hit by COVID. They were off. They just got knocked out of their rhythm. That never, yep. never really fell into place uh, for them. But they are playing better basketball. Massive win for them tonight, guys, um, over Iowa on the road. Game goes over the number. Michigan, we're getting five. They win the game outright, 84-79 uh, final score. And, uh, of course, Harbaugh signs the extension uh, as well. And Harbaugh gets the money back that he actually gave up with all that NFL stuff is actually all about Cohen so (laughs) everything's all right in Ann Arbor uh, once again all right more with the piggy Eric Cohen on the other side bring it
1: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
2: This is sports rage. I am a red The player for the hosts, the big Eric Cohen's and everybody else in between. TSN Edge breaking it down with us on SiriusXM Channel 159. A Mighty 1090. ESPN radio. Let's talk pucks uh, right now. Uh Cohen. Cohen loves uh, all sports, pets a lot of hockey. And, you know, we're at the time of the year right now where we don't really have to wait uh too long for the regular season to be done. So looking at the Hart Memorial Trophy right now at FanDuel, Cohen. Connor McDavid is plus 195. Alexander Ovechkin is plus 400. Leon Dreisidel, Connor McDavid's teammate in Edmonton, is plus 650. Jonathan Huberdeau, Florida Panthers, plus 650. Toronto Maple Leaf, Austin Matthews, plus 750. Nate McKinnon um, is uh, now uh, 30 to 1. So there's a big drop off due to the injuries for McKinnon all year. What do you think, in your opinion, is this a slam dunk that Connor McDavid wins, or is this race still wide open? Where's the value, or who's the winner, in your opinion, Cohen?
3: I don't think it's a slam dunk. McDavid wins. Uh, the thing about McDavid is he's always going to have to share votes with Leon Draisaitl, right? That's the thing when you're a superstar and you have another superstar on your team. It has not been the best year, obviously, for Edmonton. They've already had a coach fired. Uh, McDavid, you know, his last three games under Dave Tippett only had one point. So he had been cooling off. He's been doing better recently, but to me, the values with Jonathan Huberdeau. I think uh, the Panthers score, you know, in bunches, Florida and Colorado, the top two scoring teams in the NHL, Huberdeau, along with Barkov uh, just fabulous one-two talent in Florida and uh, to me I, I, that's where I think I think the values with Huberto uh, at that number because uh, you know Ovechkin obviously with his age everyone just keeps waiting for him to drop off it hasn't happened yet but uh, I, I, I love Jonathan Huberto I think that Florida if they if, if they win the division and they are favored to win the Atlantic division over Toronto over Tampa Bay uh, I think I think Huberto gets a lot of votes and he's got a
2: really good shot at it plus 650 pretty good odds the problem for though, isn't it uh Cohen it's the media market that he plays in and it sounds crazy to say that while Connor McDavid plays in Edmonton yeah whatever Connor McDavid's like one of the faces of the National Hockey League right so like he's you know I mean he's in every commercial he's in every advertisement etc like I say he's one of the he's one of the faces of the league so it doesn't really matter where he is so much that People like, you know, I don't think people in Florida know who Johnny uh, Johnny Huberto is, right? So, like, it's one of those yeah, I mean,
3: deals. Thing. I, I, I love hockey, and, you know, I, I watch every Leafs game, but you only have so much time. So, you know, there aren't a lot of diehard Panthers fans that are watching every Panthers game. And, and whereas you have these, you know, Canadian hockey fans that are crazy and are watching – you know, every game nightly. And you're right. Nobody talks about Florida, but look at the stats. Look at the year that that Huberto's had, that Barkov's had. Look at the year the, the comeback year Bobrovsky's had out there. Uh, look how many goals that team scores every night. They're a great over every night. And look at where they are in the standings. You could argue they're the best team in the Eastern Conference. So, you know, it's a shame for Jonathan Huberto. He doesn't get the, the accolades he deserves, but the guy is an absolute stud.
2: The big Eric Cohen, kicking with us. I am Gable Morency. Let's talk about uh, the goaltenders. Uh, Vezina trophy, Cohen. Uh, Shirstern is uh, the favorite at plus 140 right now. Vasilevsky, the Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. Vasilevsky, plus 600. Saros is, uh, is plus 850. Freddie Anderson is plus 850. You talked about Bobrovsky, uh, plus 950. Markstrom's having a hell of a year right now. Markstrom's a good goalie, man. I, I knew Markstrom was a good goalie. I saw, you know, you saw the, the run with the Vancouver Canucks in the playoffs. And it hurt them losing him. But fortunately for them, Demko is a badass. So it, it worked out for them between the pipes. But what about the Vezina Trophy? Just uh plus 140 right now. Cohen, what's your take on the Vezina Trophy?
3: Yeah, he's been the best goalie this year. I mean, you know, I, I see my share of Ranger games. Crazy game against Boston. Stands on his head. Uh, He gets contact, 40 seconds left in overtime a couple nights ago. A concussion spotter spots it. He's forced to leave, smashes his stick. He's all pissed off, leaves the game for 40 seconds, comes back, wins the shootout. The guy's been unbelievable this year, Uh, but he did take a headshot in that game. So anytime a goalie takes a headshot, you know, I just remember James Reimer in Toronto took some minor contact, and then he ended up having like two concussions and missed all sorts of time afterwards. Uh, For me, the value is Vasilevsky uh, because it's what you talked about with Huberto he's got the name recognition everyone knows Vasilevsky. everyone has seen him win back-to-back Stanley Cups yeah. um, you know he at six to one um, they know more about him. Than they do about you. going into this year. Not we didn't know a lot about Cherskin. He hasn't he hasn't had a great year. Up, until, I mean, Gordyov was was a guy that you know he was one two going into the year in New York. So to me, Vasilevsky is is got a lot of value because of the name. Um, you know, all things being equal, people will vote for him because he's won the cups, he's won the award, and he's the number one guy for a team that's a back to back champion.
2: Now, look at this, Cohen. So uh, Shesterskin is uh, plus 140. Vasilevsky, 6-1. to one. Saros, then Freddie Anderson, then Bobrovsky, and then Markstrom. So in other words, Cohen, the top six goalies in, in the league are all Europeans. Yeah. yeah we're, Russian, we're, Russian we're... Finn, 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 Russian. <laughs> They're the North American goaltenders. Your boy, Jack Campbell, 11-1. to one. He was, well, he had... He was up there for the first. He's cooling off a little bit, though, huh? He cooled off. He had a really rough eight-game stretch,
3: but uh, listen, he played great uh, against Pittsburgh, forty-six saves, and sort of finding his game again after uh, beating Seattle in his last start before that. So, but yeah, no, Campbell. Campbell was really bad for a couple weeks uh, with a, with a terrible goals against and a terrible save percentage, and you can't have a stretch like that and win this award.
2: The biggest favorite uh, Cohen on the board, as far as the player awards are concerned, is um, is Makar, plus 100. Uh, he's basically even money. Hedman is plus yeah. 350. Adam Fox is plus 450. This one seems like the one that is sort of, just sort of, listen, Hedman's a badass. but you can't give every award to Tampa and every Stanley Cup and everything all the time, right? <laughs> to everybody on the Lightning. I guess you could if it's fair, but uh, the media love Kale. And, man, the guy's a highlight reel, too. And he's on a good team.
3: Yeah, he's on a great team. And you, you, I mean, McCarr scored some of the nicer goals in the, in the, uh, league this year, right? So, uh, you know, Fox is a great defenseman. He won the award last year. He's having another good year in New York. But I, I think, I think McCarr is rightfully priced at plus 100 because he probably wins the award.
2: What do you think about, uh, the rookie? Uh, what do you think of the rookie here? Uh, right now, so, uh, Zegris, uh, and of course, he's the one, uh, with the, um and the, I mean, yeah, 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 that's well, just for people tuning in if you're wondering, who's that guy? He's the kid that did the lacrosse style, like uh, the fancy ass and lifted to stop, you know, great. It was fun stuff. Old hockey guys hated it. I don't have a problem with it. Hey, don't let that's us have a shot stuff. behind the net if you don't like it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, and and he, had, he had the lacrosse goal and the lacrosse assist. Assist, yeah, 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 exactly. That was skilled by his buddy, actually, that uh, the other time, too. It's hard to hit it out of the air like that, to Absolutely. wait for it to come down under the crossbar. Yeah. So, what you think? Lucas yep. Raymond's a good hockey player too, though. But Zegras has got the flashy highlight, the YouTube uh, hits. Yeah. Everyone, everyone loves that about Zegras,
3: and he's he's the guy that's talked about anytime Anaheim goes anywhere. You know, when when the, when the local team has to do a story on the Ducks, when the Ducks travel anywhere, the story's always on Zegras, right? Because obviously. Uh, you know, Corey Perry's long gone, Ryan Gessler.
2: interview, too, Zegers, right, for a kid, right? He just sort of looks like a greasy hockey player.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, and, he's, and he's a great talent. So what's, what's Zegers' odds right
2: now? It's 250. In- yeah, he'll, he'll win. Zegers will win that award. Pretty good. It's not bad. Yeah. When do we have to wait for this, though? Like, till June? Yeah,
3: they do it, like, right during the playoffs, right at the end of the playoffs, they had the awards night, right? So, couple, right, right, You're inside the playoffs. You do the awards night, and you have to you, you can cash your ticket then.
2: You know, it's not that bad. I got, you know, I tried I'm trying to show some patience uh, here, because we're, we're moving forward now. You know, we crushed the the football futures. Yeah. Um, you know, we got in. Doesn't look like there's going to be any baseball futures to bet on anytime soon, Colin. I'll tell you that.
3: I gotta say, Gabe, you scared the hell out of me with your tweet yesterday about what you were thinking was going on with baseball. Because for my guys that I talk to, they're like, oh, you know, spring training will be delayed a little bit. You know, we'll get. Well, no, I
2: don't know what the hell they're so optimistic about. I, know. I read what you wrote. I'm like,
3: oh my God, Gabe better not be right about June being like the, uh, the, the likely start date or even like the best case scenario. That's ridiculous.
2: Dude, they are so far off, Cohen. They are so, dude, they met today and I saw, did you see this? So yesterday, people were like, positive signs, guys. Cohen, yeah. the meeting lasted 15 minutes today. It Last time, they met seven minutes. They're basically showing up to tell each other to go F themselves right. right? in person. It's like, all right, hey, well, no, hey, how you doing? And then the lawyers shake hands, and then they just turn around and they walk out again. So
3: what you're telling me is that Manfred and the owners learned absolutely nothing from the
2: 60-game season, followed by an off season where they well, were— they learned something. They learned that they like it. That's what they learned, Colin. Yeah? Yeah, yeah yep. they learned. And I'll tell you what, it sucks, too, because— I know, listen, you're a diehard Blue Jay fan. They're locked and loaded. They're ready to go. I'm a diehard Dodger fan, and I said it. The Dodgers don't want this. The no. Jays don't want this. They didn't go and spend all this money. You think San Diego? San Diego spent all this money on all these players. They're selling their stadium out. They got a ton of fans. They don't want, they want to play baseball. So right, that's you know I mean? sense to me. That's why, that's why the fact that why can they not figure this out? Because you're right, it should be the
3: rich teams that matter, not the pirates and the Marlins.
2: Yeah, because they're all cheap now, right? So there's only a few of the rich guys left, Cohen. So the 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 other guys are ganging up on them, the Royals, the Pirates, all the you know the Marlins. It's it's like you said, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. We talked about it earlier in the week and it was a great line. Uh, George Steinbrenner, may rest in peace, he saw what was going on. People used to hate Steinbrenner for spending money and stuff, but he saw what was going on with the revenue sharing, and he said, I'd rather send a check to save the whales than the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, George, throw a little love for the whales, man, but I get his point, you know what I mean? Like you said, Cole, it's ridiculous. Like, Jeter spends like $50, $60 million on players, and it makes $180 million in profit and doesn't try to win. Yeah. And then they don't spend money. It's ridiculous, but we we got to get out of here.
3: Yeah, if your TV deal, because of revenue sharing, is more than what your payroll is, and you're just pocketing that, and you're holding out for a better deal, you're, you're a scumbag. You're like what Jeffrey Loria was.
2: I know how you felt about him. They are. They just don't care about the sport. Simple as that. The Biggie, Eric Cohen, bring it
0: the crack of the bat on a home run the slice of skates cutting across the ice but what about this one that's the sound of all the sports you love all at once starting at $40 a month experience it all live with sling sling
2: oh yeah thanks to the big Eric Collin calling for kicking it with us TSN Edge. Follow them on Twitter. They've got some good uh, gambling trends. That's like uh, everybody else. <clears throat> There's a million, uh, million sites and uh, Twitter accounts, but uh, they do good work over there, TSN Edge. So uh, thanks to the big E, Eric Cohen, uh, for joining us. Just talking about baseball right now, just to put it in perspective. Uh, you know, I, I know, listen, the, the economics and all that type stuff, we live in a, sh- a short attention span world. What's the next bet and all that? But. Uh, I'm going to get serious here for a second. Just about how walked and greedy these people really are, okay? Pittsburgh Pirates. let use Pittsburgh Pirates as an example. You So number number one, first things first, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Great sports city. One of the best sports cities in the world. Diehard fans for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Love them. They love their Steelers. Hey, you see it. Yeah, I don't have to tell you, whatever. We know Pittsburgh, they love the the freaking Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh and in Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh Penguins. They love their Penguins. Love hockey. They love their Penguins. It's a great sports city. Pittsburgh Panthers. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. It's a great, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Growing up, growing up, man, the Pittsburgh Pirates were badass, man. We are family, and Dave Parker was one of my favorite players as a kid. The Cobra, right fielder. Willie Stargell at first base, Pops, You know, Bill Matlock, Chuck Tanner was the manager. Uh, remember Kent DeColvey, uh, the, the skinny dude with the sidearm stuff, and John Candelaria, the Southpaw, an amazing baseball team, right? And just a, a tradition, Barry Bonds and you know, all these guys, right? The events, like an amazing tradition of baseball in Pittsburgh. Going back to the old days, Mazeroski. Uh, you know, seriously, Pittsburgh Pirates, are, you know, Pittsburgh's a great sports town. So the 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 Pittsburgh Pirates now. You know how much money they spent on players last year. The Dodgers gave Trevor Bauer forty million dollars to choke a chick uh, in some rough sex. One player. The Dodgers paid one pitcher forty million dollars. The Pittsburgh Pirates played their entire roster forty-seven million dollars. Forty-seven million dollars. You know, you know what the Pittsburgh uh, Pirates uh, revenue was last year? 116 million dollars. Not a bad deal. Don't try to win. We're terrible. We're, we don't want to win. We're not even pretending we're going to try to win. We're going to trade away anyone that makes money. We're going to play modern baseball in 2022 with a 47 million dollar payroll. 25 guys on the team. I think with COVID they put what they expanded at 26. It's called 25, but 47. So think about that. The Pittsburgh Pirate average salary is less than two million dollars a year. Uh, MLS players make more money than this. MLS players make more money than this. You got a problem when you are baseball and MLS players are making more money than Major League Baseball that brings in 11 billion dollars a year. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we got a problem here. And the owners aren't happy. They want more. They want to screw the players over some more. So, just to put in context, yeah, 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 Clemente, Roberto Clemente. I could go on and on about the Pittsburgh Pirates. All right, so, you, you, look, you, you look, they brought in, guys, the, the Pittsburgh Pirates, $47 million was their payroll. And they brought in in, uh, in revenue 116 million. The owners bought the team for 92 million. So they bought something for 92 million, and they got all their money back and more in one year. And, and Rob Manfred said, "We're just a little summer business." Rob Manfred said that it's riskier to own a baseball team than it is to play the stock market, that the owners are risking their money. They're risking their money. They're risking their money. It's the best investment in America. Like, that's why, you know, how many, let me ask you if it's so bad with baseball right now, how many owners are looking to sell their teams right now? Oh, wait here, I'll keep waiting. If it's such a tough business, how many owners want to sell their team right now? None. <laughs> None. All right? So, I don't know if it's such a bad business, right? It, Manfred sold this stuff last year to us. He actually said on CNN, we're just a small summer business. Like, we're, we're, we're a seasonal operation. Yeah, yeah. You're selling freaking taffy on uh, on Coney Island. You're selling hot dogs. That's what you're doing. All right? You're selling ice cream at Cape Cod. Nantucket. Summer business. Just suck it. You guys, like... so. If you're wondering about the baseball stuff, it's not the players. It's not, this is not a case of the players saying, pay us or you're screwing us. You know, so the, the, you know what the players are saying? The players are saying, guys, you guys are hoarding the money. There's no salary cap. There's no like revenue. There's no like split anything, right? Like there's no like 50, 50 split or anything like that. Revenue sharing with the players. It's like, it's basically an open market. The owners get all the money and they pay the players. And it's capitalism. It's I like it. I think salary caps are communists. I've talked about this before. They are. They're un-American, right? Limiting how much someone can make. That's un-American. It's point blank. It is. Salary caps are communists. Point blank. There's no way you can debate all you want with me. It's not even an argument. They are. You're limiting. It's America. You're limiting how much that you can pay me. What are you talking about? We live in a capitalistic society. It's supply and demand. You pay me what people are willing to pay me, right? And that's what baseball is. But the thing is. The baseball owners have all colluded not to pay the players anymore. And you'll say, oh, that's not true. You just said Trevor Bauer got $40 million. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like whatever, like any other business now, right? Like it's like talk shows. Oh, everyone, you know, not everyone makes what Jim Rome makes. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, there's Howard Stern, there's Jim Rome, there's like five, ten guys that make $100 million and Joe Rogan and everyone else, whatever. You're lucky to have a job. So, you know, it's one of these type of deals yet you know it's 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 beyond it's beyond comical the major league baseball owners they they really think people are that stupid and they you know what the thing is people are stupid and the owners know that people will blame the players these guys make all this money what's their problem it's not even about money like they're they're not even like it's part money what they're arguing about but like that's what i'm saying there won't be baseball for a while because there's like literally like 99 things on a list that they disagree on. And almost every single one of them, the owners are trying to screw them over more. So I'll just tell you, put it this way. Four consecutive years. I should almost be repping them. I'm doing a better job talking to explaining this than Tony Clark ever does. Um, four consecutive years in a row, the average salary in baseball has decreased by 4%. So do the math. Last four years, salaries have gone down 16%. Why? Why? Are we in a recession? Well, like, uh, did did the TV networks, like, are they paying us less now? No, right? No. Um, weren't the TV ratings last year, in the last couple of years, as high as they've been in a long, like, forever? Yeah. Uh, isn't there stories in Forbes and the Wall Street Journal like every day about how your franchise fee just went up again? Uh, yeah. So think about it. The franchise fees go up all the time. Not one owner wants to sell, yet salaries have gone down four years in a row. You know why? Because the teams like the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Marlins, the Orioles, I can go on. They have no intention of winning. And why would they? Why? If you're the Pittsburgh Pirates, what do you care about winning for? Someone just put $116 on the table, $116, uh, $116 So I'll just explain it. Imagine, you know, that's a lot of money. So imagine someone just comes up to you because of something. You just sit there and puts $116 on the table. And you say, what do I have to do with this? They say, you just have to give 47 of it to someone else. And you're like, so I get to keep the rest? I don't have to do anything? You have no obligation? I have no obligation now. All I have to do is give $47 of this to someone else now? All right. Not a bad deal. So we're the Pittsburgh Pirates. We suck. So, all right, I got $116 million. What's that a profit of? $59 million. And I guarantee you there's more money. They're not even telling you the truth about all this. Um, So I'm just saying, this is just what we know and I'm just an idiot looking at their book right now. So the Pittsburgh Pirates made $59 million last year for being a team that had zero interest in winning or caring about anything and they made $60 million. Now you see why they like the way things are? Say what you will about OJ Simpson and people have said a lot. O.J. Simpson, I'm a diehard Bills fan. I read O.J.'s book and stuff before he, whatever, you know, in the old days. So, so anyways, when when O.J. Simpson was on the Buffalo Bills in the 70s, the electric company they were called, uh, you know, the nickname, and he rushed for 2,000 yards and whatever, you know, all this. So the Bills suck, but they got O.J., and then they got good. And they were good, good. Like, they they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs type thing, or, like, you know what I mean? Like, they were, like, they were good, good, and they were close. Like They were knocking on the door of going to a Super Bowl. And O.J. Simpson met with Ralph Wilson at the time, who was the owner of the Bills. And O.J. Simpson said, hey, Mr. Wilson, good to see you. And O.J. was with his agent and stuff. And I think O.J.'s contract was coming up type thing, right? And he wasn't a free agent, but his contract was coming up or whatever. He was meeting with Wilson, and it's kind of like an after-season type thing. And OJ's—it was in OJ's book. OJ said that I met with him, and I was really excited. There was 14 games in those days. I guess the Bills were 10 and four or something. He said we were 10 and four, and he goes, "I, you know, I know championship teams, and you know, it was OJ." And he goes, "He goes, we were one or two players away, and he goes, everyone knew it, and he goes." So I told Wilson. He said that was a great year, sir. He said that was a great year we just had, and he goes, "Man, he goes, I'm telling you, sir." He goes. We're one or two players away, and O.J. Simpson told him, I promise you I'll win you a Super Bowl. He said, we're just a few, one, or two, one or two sidings away. He said, sir, we're going to go to a Super Bowl, and he goes, I'll win one for you. And Ralph Wilson point blank looked at him and said, why would I want to win a Super Bowl? And Wilson continued to say, If I win a Super Bowl, then everyone will be like you. Everyone will be a star. Everyone will have agents. Everyone will be coming in here wanting more money. And Ralph Wilson said, I'm fine the way that I am. He goes, I make a lot of money the way things are. I don't need to win a Super Bowl to make money. O.J. Simpson said, all right, sort of, okay, sir. Got up, walked out, and looked at his agent and said, we got to go. And uh, he ended up in San Francisco after Right, there's red. What well, you wonder why the Buffalo Bills haven't won forever, huh? That's how these owners operate, man. How much was the? So that was forty-seven. How much did the Marlins? What was the Marlins? Uh, Marlins payroll? How much were they? I, I dude, I don't think they spent uh, forty-seven, did they? Actually, they didn't they had some decent players. Maybe did they get into the sixties last year? What they? Let's see what they. Uh, when did they get in? Yeah, fifty five because I remember so still fifty five million. Right, <laughs> like Derek Jeter, great ball player, yeah, his owner, the the, the Marlins uh P.O. box, their their head office is, is like in the Cayman Islands. Remember Marlins <laughs> man found it? It's like in the Cayman Islands and like literally in like a, a store with a P.O. box. So you can't sue them. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 a real class bunch, these baseball owners. All right, not to mention they want to fire every minor leaguer and kill everybody.
1: <laughs> the late night anger management class, this is Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
2: Yeah, it really is insane, man. If you pay attention to what the owners are trying to do, like it's one after another. The other one they wanted—they wanted free agency at the age of thirty. <laughs> Can you imagine? So you side as a twenty-one-year-old, and you're you are, you're locked in for nine years, right? Like the players are like, that's not happening. Like that, it's like you know what I mean? Like, dude, they're not. I'm telling you, man. Like, it, it's, I imagine, like, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, like, sitting down and, like, you know what I mean? It's, it won't work. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It won't work. Like, they are on every, like, in almost every deal, the players, like, are getting screwed. The owners have, like, new proposals. And the minor league stuff, nobody cares about the minor leagues, but it's so short-sighted of these greedy owners now that, oh, they're like, well, what do I care about, like, Iowa? So what? I don't care about the Iowa Cubs. I'm the Chicago Cubs. It's just costing me money for this. Yeah, jackass. And people growing up in Iowa, grow up Cub fans, you moron. They want to go to your games, right? Where where are your players going to come from? Remember last year, players were already talking about sleeping in cars. Remember minor leaguers were quitting because they're not eating and stuff. They're like, I can't live like this. I have a wife and kid. I can't play for $75 a day. You know what I mean? Like like Major League Baseball, they want to pay the players $3,000 a month in the minors. So, that's $100 a day. If you're some 16-year-old, 17, if you're a kid trying to make it, fine. Minor League Baseball isn't full of kids. They're grown men. They have families. They have, like, you know what I mean? They got to pay gas, like put food on the table. Okay, honey, I got to go play baseball for the Chicago Cub organization. It's worth $6 billion, uh, and they're going to give me $98 a day. Yeah, it's good. You make more money working at Walmart than playing Minor League Baseball. See how good baseball is in 10 years. You're destroying the sport. That's the thing. They're not just screwing up the season. They are literally like killing baseball. Oh, yeah, not to mention a DH. Tragic times we live in. Other than that, you're on your own. Great job in the booth. Later.